welcome to the Naked Truth Podcast. In this podcast, we're talking about all things spirituality, personal growth, and we're having authentic, honest, and real conversations with inspiring people without the social mask. We're talking about the current events in the world and how we are being called to show up. My name is Mike Neistat, and I'm super excited to go on this journey with you, where you can safely explore about your purpose and more. Hey friends, and welcome at a new episode of the Naked Truth Podcast. This episode is about fear. It's about facing your fears and it's about using fears to grow as a person because that's what life is about, isn't it? And that's probably why you're listening to this podcast because you're interested into becoming a better version of yourself. If you want to overcome fear, then definitely do have a look at innerbeautyretreatathome.com. If you haven't seen it already, there's a one-day retreat online. It's called From Fear to Love. And we created this and it's a super powerful one-day retreat where you learn and practice powerful tools and techniques to shift your state, whatever state it is, it could be fear, it could be frustration, to the state of love. And seriously, it's we're receiving the most beautiful, empowered messages. Uh, about 100 people have taken the course now and have started to make some real changes in their lives. I'm still receiving messages from people thanking me because ever since they took that one-day retreat at the comfort of their own homes, they're feeling so much more happier, empowered, expanded. So even some of them actually canceled one-on-one coaching sessions because they felt so good. Uh, And other people booked a few more because they wanted to take it deeper. So I take both as a compliment. Um, and if you're still on the fence, you're not quite sure if this is something for you, maybe you've never worked with us before and you just want to have a try, have a little taste, then you can go to learnfromfear.com and we'll help you to learn from your fears. Um, right there you will find, according to some of the participants, the best meditation from that retreat for free. So it's just for you to try it out, see if you like it. And, um, I just want to share that with you as a gift. Okay, so this episode I want to talk to you about fear and hopefully help you expand your perspectives about fear and give you some practical tools and insights on how to deal with whatever the fears you have in your life and how to use those fears to grow and to ultimately grow into your purpose. Because I believe your fears are intrinsically, is that a good word? Am I saying that correct? I think so. Intrinsically, yes, connected to your purpose. Okay, so first, let me take you back a couple of years. I used to work 60-hour work weeks. Some weeks, I've even done 100-hour work weeks where I slept three hours a night. I used to have panic attacks. I used to not know what I want, and I basically would go with anything anyone else wanted. I was that, like, chameleon kind of person. I used to be afraid to speak my truth, and some people took advantage of that. I used to wear lots of makeup, high heels, and push-up bras. I used to care so much about the opinions of other people that I would live my life trying to please my partner, friends, family, social media followers. And seriously, (laughs) the only thing I can say now is 
that everything had to happen for a reason and everything happened in the perfect, most perfect way. Yet if I had known sooner <laughs> my way out of this trying to please everyone lifestyle, things would have been way easier. So I'm hoping to be able to do that for you. So here's what's interesting. My fears turn out to be my way out of the corset I had put myself in. Those fears that told me I wasn't enough, I wasn't doing enough, I wasn't pretty enough, I wasn't successful enough. I found that those fears that held me in their grip for so many years were actually holding the key to my freedom all along. All it required was a different perspective on fear. So in this episode of The Naked Truth, I'll share with you how I changed my relationship with fear by looking at it differently, how you can, and I'll share stories of what I did with my personal fears. So let's start with the first time I really started to face my fears, which was in 2013. It was my fear of spiders. God knows even the tiniest creature with more than two legs would completely freak me out. I was that person who called a friend to save me from a spider in my bedroom and she would come over to my house cycling, even if that spider was, I don't know, two centimeters small. I'm so grateful, by the way, for that friend who never judged me for it, or I don't know if she judged me, probably she did because we did have a laugh, but she came anyway. So in 2013, I did the scariest thing I could think of and I had a hand palm sized tarantula walk on my hand I'm gonna tell you I've never sweat and cried so much in my life my mascara was everywhere like my armpits sweat was I think down into my waist but I've never felt as good as right after I did that it absolutely felt incredible and I will never forget that feeling of freedom when so much you know endorphins are running through your body I felt so powerful, so free, liberated, and I really felt I was ready to conquer the world after I did that, because after all that crying and all that sweating, that fear for spiders, for a moment, and actually for a couple of weeks and months thereafter, was completely gone. I was comfortable with picking up spiders. I was happily, lovingly talking to spiders. I I was giving them names, you know? Eventually, this fear came back because I didn't practice. I didn't continue to practice. So the old patterns slowly did come back, but they never came back as strong as they were before. So my first experience with facing a really big fear, I felt happiness, happiness to the point of bliss. Okay, I'll share a lot more fears, but let's continue now with what fear actually is. Fear is an emotion. It's an emotion that feels uncomfortable. We all know that. And it arises from the thoughts in our mind. And this is coming from our reptilian brain. And this is a part of our brain which is about 100, over 100 million years old. And it's programmed to keep you safe. So it keeps you in your comfort zone. And by that, it kind of keeps you small, right? Obviously, fear is a killer for following your dreams and your heart if you let it. So we know this is coming from the part of your brain that's trying to protect you. So we know your mind is trying to protect you and it's creating all these negative thoughts you're having and then all these visualizations you're having because back in the days and even in some situations nowadays, your life literally depends on it. So 
we need fear to stay alive so we don't run towards a giant snake, you know, or a crocodile for a cuddle, or we don't start a picnic on the highway. It's just that fear took it a bit way too far, or we could say the reptilian brain is a little bit outdated for the society we live in nowadays. And it's still very, very active. And especially in people who experience anxiety, who are basically constantly in a state of fight, flight, or fright. So there's a lot of adrenaline, a lot of cortisol in the, bo- in the body, in the bloodstream constantly, because this fear response is on all the time. So this is what's interesting. Um, a big difference between animals and humans when a dog is fearful or let's say when a dog gets hit by a car and experience something traumatic what it does is it shakes its body it completely shakes its body off and then it's free because it in that moment has released the experience or when you know a gazelle um, is being hunted by a lion it will run away if it has found safety it will shake everything off And then it will go back to grazing. It's not panicking for days and weeks after about what have happened to it and that it could have died. But this is what us humans do. And also nowadays we are afraid of so much more things than only those things that keep us physically alive. For example, our greatest fear, our greatest collective fear is the fear of rejection. It's the fear of being dispelled excluded from our tribe or our community from the people that we love care about feel safe with the people in our lives why well because in the early days our life did depend on that we we actually often didn't survive on our own we needed community so can you believe that in ancient times the greatest punishment often wasn't the death sentence it was to be banned from a community or a kingdom And I believe those memories are still somewhere in our subconscious minds and make up the reason that we are so afraid of rejection. So whatever has happened to us in the past, basically, if it's a negative experience, creates fear for us in the future. If we haven't processed the emotions of that experience, like the dog or that gazelle would when it shakes itself. But it's not just the situations that have happened in our past because our ancestors live on inside of us and their genes carry the codes of fear and carry the codes of the experiences they've had. So even their fears and their collective fears live on inside of us. And what we do know nowadays is that A, it's becoming more clear than ever that there's really and honestly only a choice to live from fear or to live from a state of love And that every situation in life we can look at in two ways. We can look at it through the eyes of fear. And we can look at it through the eyes of love. This whole situation that we're currently in in the world is a good example of that. If we look at that through the eyes of fear, then we see potentially a virus that can scare us. If we're a little bit more awake, we can see governments that can scare us. We can see 5G vaccinations that can scare us. But if we look through the lens of love, and if we are living from that state of love, then we can see the beauty of all that's happening. And then we see a completely different world. So what we know is that if we act from fear, we will only attract more situations to be frightened of. The law of attraction at play. What we think, we become. What we fear, 
we attract. So we want to let go of those fears or overcome those fears. How do we do it? Okay, well first, by seeing fear for what it is. It's, it's an emotion. It's just an emotion, which is energy in motion. Energy moving through the body. To disidentify with the fear and with the stories in your mind, it can help to identify where in the body you can feel it. For example, your stomach. If you have this, if you can cultivate this awareness of, hey, I am aware, I am aware that I'm feeling fear and it feels like a tight knot in my belly, for example, or it feels like a restriction in my throat area and you can observe it from that place, it already loosens its grip a little bit. All right, so that's the emotion part. Now the thing you're actually afraid of, right? Getting on that stage or speaking your truth or having the difficult conversation with someone. Well, that is just a visualization that plays out in your head. It's not a reality. It's a thought, a series of thoughts. It's a visualization. And of course, when you look at that story in your head, you freak out. So seeing fear for what it truly is, emotions, visualizations, energy moving, that kind of already loosens its grip on you a little. Start disidentifying with the story, with the feelings, observe them, become really present. Notice, hey, my human avatar is experiencing this right now. He or she is afraid of this situation. That is not a reality. It could be, but most probably won't be. And it's getting really afraid when it looks at that. You can even have compassion for your human avatar. I like to call our human selves our human avatar because in fact we are. We are not this human body. We are taking place in this human body. It's our vehicle, but it's not who we are. That's a different topic for another podcast. And if you follow me, you probably know this stuff already. Okay, so how to really overcome fear? Because this is just a little step. The biggest change is going to happen when you decide to face your fears. And this is what I did. So after the spider thing in 2013, two years later, I had just had my spiritual awakening in Bali and I decided to kind of face my fear of rejection, my fear of what others, what the world would think of me. Um, and it is so pretty radical because I had built up this persona on Facebook. I think it was before Instagram. I'm pretty sure it was before I had Instagram. I had built up this persona on Facebook of, you know, it was a carefully created image of the unstoppable businesswoman because I thought I needed that image and that would lead me to success. And so after that month of awakening in Bali, I came back home and I uploaded a spiritually coming out of the closet video on Facebook wearing no makeup, by the way. I was literally breaking with all of my old habits. So suddenly I'm sitting on the floor of my living room telling the world about the setbacks in my private life and how they led me to change course. The video got 20K views in a day. It was even before I had a following online. And I received for, I think, five days straight, hundreds of DMs, comments, emails, phone calls, WhatsApp messages from people telling me how my story helped them or how they had a similar story, thanking me for sharing my story. 
And that video was far from perfect. I knew it then. I know it now. When I see the video now, I see even more. Like, I'm such a newbie. I'm such a baby on the spiritual path. And I'm still so far from my potential. And I knew that at the time I recorded the video. But it was the best I could do at that time. And I believe there's something so important in this. That if you start striving for that. If you start striving for doing the best you can at this time. Instead of striving for perfection, your world will change. Because very often we procrastinate. We don't do those things that are in our hearts. We don't do those things that we want to do. Because we keep telling ourselves, it's not good enough. We are not there yet. I'm doing that too. I'm noticing that even I just started this podcast. And I know it's so far from perfect. And I know I'm still such a beginner in having these talks, in in interviewing people. uh, And what I do is I compare myself to the big guys out there. And then I see this huge gap between where I am and where they are. Or actually, I see the gap between where I am and my potential. And I know the gap is there. And if I allow myself to stay looking long enough at that gap, it will take away all my motivation to ever create something because I will only be focusing on that it's not good enough in this moment so one of the things I decided is to just be very aware of that and to start and to instead of strive for perfection strive for doing the best I can do at this specific time and enjoy the learning journey and enjoy the learning curve and it feels to me that doing this you know, I'm allowing myself to grow instead of beating myself up for that gap between where I could be and where I am. So that Facebook video I just told you about, this was actually after I faced my fear and my relationship to my own looks. So let me take you back again a couple of years ago. I think I was maybe 17 or 18 and I was working as a model So being in the modeling industry, I would wear makeup every day. And I know this was triggered because when I was working for this specific modeling agency, this was way before I started my own modeling agency. I'm sorry for the clock, by the way, if that disturbs you. I was told by my agency to wear more makeup. So when I would go to a booking, they would look at me because you first had to go to the the agency before going to the client. And they were like... Is, are you still going to put on makeup or is this all you're going to wear? Because if I were you, I would definitely put on a bit more makeup. <laughs> so I found that ridiculous at the time. But looking back later, I didn't forget it. And it did spark or plant a thought within me that I needed to wear makeup to look good enough, to look a certain way. At least to look good enough for my work, which was important to me, right? It was my job. Um... So I started to focus on that until I started to wear makeup every day. Doesn't seem like much of a problem, right? Well, it isn't until you start to recognize yourself as the one in the mirror with makeup on and start to develop a disconnection to your face without any makeup on. And that is what happened to me. I didn't think I was good looking anymore without it. And of course, someone asking, are you sick when you're actually not wearing makeup for a day isn't helping. So when I went on my soul discovering journey on Bali five years ago, 
It was my intention to truly find myself and to leave behind all the roles and the masks I was playing and wearing back home. I dropped the identification with the owner of a modeling agency role with the glamour looks and I decided to see what would happen if I would bring none of that. And so I didn't wear makeup for that whole month on Bali, which was actually pretty much out of my comfort zone. I was assuming that people would react different to me wearing no makeup. I was ready to find out if that was true. Well, soon I learned, not much different. People were still kind, friendly, interested. And so every day became more comfortable. And day by day, I unlearned my programming. And I became familiar again with the face in the mirror after I woke up in the morning. Coming back home after the time in Bali, I didn't wear makeup for a while and then I experimented with it, wearing it to important meetings with my clients who used to know me as that girl wearing makeup, um, going without makeup to business events, to festivals. And when I could honestly say and feel that I loved myself exactly the way I am, I was free. And then I decided to use makeup some days and not on other days. Still, most days I'm not. I've even experimented with doing video interviews without makeup. Just to overcome tiny voices, to challenge myself, and to fully love and accept myself. This is also one of the reasons why I'm wearing no makeup on the cover photo of this podcast, by the way. Of course, I'm physically naked. But to me, a photo shoot is truly naked when all masks are gone. Especially those of makeup and Photoshop, which are so tempting to use... But it's not the truth. So when I'm making a podcast called The Naked Truth, I cannot do that having masks on. So that's why. After these first experiences of facing fear, I kind of developed a taste for it. And I thought of what else could be scary. About two years ago, I was in a phase of my life where I chose to face fear after fear. Because it was a big one I had to face. I was too afraid of it. I didn't have the guts yet, and so I thought about, okay, how about these weeks? I'm going to do everything I can think of that's scary, and until I'll have enough confidence to face that big fear I I actually have to deal with. And so I was in Australia, the beautiful east side coast of Australia, and I threw myself out of an airplane, which wasn't that scary at all. I was actually a bit disappointed even though my skydiving instructor had the breath of someone who would drunk at least two bottles of whiskey the night before, wasn't really sure I could trust this guy. Weirdly enough, this fear wasn't so scary. Um, Could be because the week before I'd slept in a tent in the woods in Australia with spiders the size of my head. I kid you not. I didn't have like a bug thing around my bed and those spiders were inside my kind of glamorous tent it was a beautiful tent with a little kitchen inside of it Um, so it was spiders it was cockroaches and scary sounds I've never heard before coming from the forest and I'll tell you throwing myself out of that airplane skydiving was nothing compared to the nights in that tent what else did I do Um, I took singing lessons to free my voice I'm still not a good singer, and that voice is still not free, still working on that, but that wasn't really the point. 
the point originally for me was to make sounds with someone else listening, knowing I would be off key. I think this was two years ago when I was asked to do a TEDx youth talk. I immediately said yes. And oh my God, that talk was so far from perfect. I was so far from ready for doing that. I had no training, no knowledge of what I was doing. And my only preparation was the night before. It's actually a miracle I could remember the things I had written down the night before because when I practiced my lines, I couldn't remember them once. Okay, more fears. I kept uploading videos of myself talking about spirituality or my personal life. And ultimately, I even started the vlog. And the biggest one of all, telling the most beautiful man I'd ever seen the true feelings I had for him. But we were both in another relationship. I was certain I was headed for a grand rejection and I was ready for it. I decided the rejection would be painful for a while, but not as painful as walking around with my true feelings hidden for the rest of my life. So I did. And the rejection never came. We didn't come into a relationship, but he did answer my love with his on multiple occasions. Something I would have never found out if I hadn't had the guts to tell him what I was feeling. Because for both of us, it wasn't done to society's standards to share, to have those feelings when you're both in a relationship. So knowing I wasn't crazy for feeling this intense connection, knowing I wasn't the only one feeling it and having those dreams, for he was having them too, that was all I truly needed. And this connection has sparked so much spiritual growth in me that couldn't have happened any other way. Every fear I faced gave me the confidence to face the next one and the next one. It's like climbing a mountain and all you have to remind yourself of is to just take one more step and then one more. And hey, did I already say that fears don't have to be rational? They're most often not. I have no rational reason at all for being afraid of a tiny bug with too much legs. And we're most often afraid of things that will never happen at all. Unless you make them happen before life makes them happen to you. So you can see there wasn't that much to be afraid of at all. Facing your fears puts you right back in the driver's seat of your life. Especially if you feel you've lost that control right now, this is your fast track ticket back. It's your life and you're a fucking badass. I know you are because I know you face challenges in your life that seemed impossible and way too overwhelming at the time. Yet, here you are. No warrior ever returns from the battlefield without a few scratches or bruises. Yet he returns stronger than before. All these acts of facing my fears have shown me again and again and again that on the other side of fear is freedom. And that following your intuition is not only about following those things that feel good. It's about following those things that scare the living daylight out of you as well. And I know you have fears that won't actually harm you, but will only make you stronger. I know you have dreams of showing up for yourself as yourself. Maybe you have dreams of showing up for the world. I know you have a voice and a light inside that is yearning to be freed and to let out. 
I know those fears can hold you in a grip sometimes, but I also know you have the courage to face them. Turn towards your fears instead of running from them. Decide to think powerful thoughts. You have that power. Tell yourself you can do it because you can. The worst part of your fear is the fear itself. It's not even the spider or the rejection. It's the fear itself. If you start changing your fears, your life will change in ways you didn't believe was possible. I promise you that. If I would go deeper, there's still many fears left within me. The difference is they don't hold me back anymore. The fears I still have go hand in hand with the songs that I have inside of me. The songs I have yet to sing. It's speaking, writing, teaching, it's channeling, coming out of a few more spiritual closets. Like the fact that I'm in contact with ETs, extraterrestrial beings, for example. And there's a couple of more like that one, which is a topic for another day. I know I meant to speak on stages someday. I know I meant to have multiple books published. I know I was meant to have this podcast. And also multiple online courses about the topics that I know a thing or two about, like self-connection, intuition, manifestation, love and relationships. Okay, my love may disagree on the last one. So what I found within myself is that I kept postponing to work on all of these things. And if I'm really honest, I am and I have been postponing these things for so long because a void inside tells me that it won't be good enough, that I better wait a couple of years until I'm more seasoned, that maybe then I will be ready, that I just need more experience until I'm ready. It's the biggest lie I'm telling myself. I am ready. I'm more than ready. And I know that what I create will never be perfect or finished, nor does it have to be. And so I decided to declutter my head and my life and start working on the things that truly matter to me. I've started to write it all down and see how I can break up these big goals in smaller steps, into tiny steps. I started a morning practice again, something I haven't been doing consistently for months. It's still a challenge for me, by the way, to be focused and to be as productive as I can be. Yet I am making progress and that's what I'm focusing on. I've always looked at it that way with myself, relationships, businesses and employees. Someone, a mentor I had years ago told me, and I will never forget, as long as there's progress, keep them. He was talking about employees at that time. As long as there's a journey of growth, it doesn't really matter how big, how steep the journey of growth is. As long as there's growth, progress, you're on the right track. I'll never forget that. And I've always taken that to heart because really and honestly, there's either progress or regress. When nothing changes and things stay absolutely the same, that's regress. The universe is still ever expanding. It's a mystery, and it will probably remain a mystery how this is possible. But what we do know is that life itself is ever expanding and evolving. There's no beginning, there's no end. There's only expansion. And so if the universe is evolving and expanding, and I'm here on Earth staying the same, that means I'm regressing. This is why evolution is so natural to us. 
this is also why life and society and society structures, especially the times we live in now, are changing all the time. They've always done and they always will. There's no end to growth. There's no end to your spiritual journey. I always tell people this, when they want to book a retreat, to just do those five days and then be forever done with their obstacles and be enlightened forevermore. I always laugh a little and tell them honestly, it's not a five days retreat and be enlightened for the rest of your life kind of thing. It's a five days and change your life kind of thing. That's for sure. But it's a journey. And the joy really is in a journey, not in a destination. Imagine, imagine being perfect in a perfect world. No challenges, no friction, no opposition, no room for growth. How boring would that get? I think it would be close to how living like that. I've even had some ayahuasca experiences in which I was chilling out in that near-to-perfection state, or actually the state of perfection, where everything is perfect, everything is love, and everything is light. And I was hanging out there, and I was like, all right, this right, I've, I've kind of seen it for now. This is boring. <laughs> Because I had those experiences, I could appreciate life with all of its rawness and imperfection so much more. Because that spiritual dimension where everything is perfect gets boring really, really soon. And I believe it's one of the reasons we came down to earth. Anyway, there's still lots of fears for me to face. There's still lots of room for improvement in my focus and productivity and efficiency. But having tackled the biggest fears and being aware of them has given me so much power and belief in myself that I deeply know I could handle anything. And it's not something I have to tell myself, because it is. Of course, I would prefer not to go through these heartbreaking situations that, you know, I've already been through my life. But if I had to, I could. And I wish that same freedom for you. I know you would surprise yourself if you found out how much you're actually capable of. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being a companion on this journey that we're all on together of becoming better humans, more loving humans, um, of spiritually evolving ourselves. I just want to let you know that I see you with my heart. I can't see you with my physical eyes right now, but I'm seeing you with my heart. And I love you. And I wish you freedom, power, encouragement. I wish you everything you need to face your fears and more and to step into the purpose that is meant for you, that is destined for you. Again, if you feel you could use some guidance on that, check out innerbeautyretreatathome.com. Check out the one-day retreat, Fear to Love. Nick and myself are also here to guide you for one-on-one sessions. Um, So... We're just, we're just here to offer help, love and support. And for now, I wish you a great day. And maybe you could start with one fear. Maybe you could make a list of three fears that you have. Three big fears that you have that you know are holding you back. You can start writing, for example, take your pen and paper and start writing down. The fears I have that are holding me back are, and just start writing whatever comes. And if you feel ready, if you feel, I don't know, if you got inspired by this episode just a little bit, then decide, 
to take one of those fears and decide to put it into your calendar for next week or next month and actually start to work with that fear. Decide to face it. Decide to do that thing you're afraid of. And I promise you, your life is going to look really, really, really beautiful after that. Have a great day. One last tip, one mantra, one affirmation that helped me a lot facing my fears is feel the fear and do it anyway. Feel the fear and do it anyway. I know you can do this. Feel the fear and do it anyway. Much love. Thanks for listening and see you next episode. I'm speaking with Nick again about the hero's journey in 2020. What a year, right? We're speaking about the challenges we're facing, how to become a better version of yourself right now, some conspiracy theories, and we're talking about the battle between light and dark. And again, what's your role and how can you step up as the best version of yourself? Stay aware, stay awake. I love you and see you next week. It's, it's time to put your money where your mouth is. It's time to walk the freaking walk.